You're listening to Copy Notes Podcast with Dr. Jill and Emily P. Good morning. Is it still morning? That's just kicked over to afternoon. How are you, Emily? I'm good. How are you, darling? It's Monday. It's it's always going to be, you know, you're going to start off with a positive mindset. It's going to be a great week, a busy week, but it's going to be a great week. That's what I'm running with. Uh, you know, I haven't had coffee for like yeah, over very a month busy now. So. Absolutely. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, I'm completely um, detoxed. Detox. So it's, I'm feeling good. So no, we're not going to change the How's name of the podcast. So I feel great actually it oh. wasn't too hard um i was only having a cup of coffee today <laughs> but we're not changing the, the yeah. <laughs> we're not changing the name of the podcast though <laughs> the coffee later <laughs> so as emily you already know i've been really looking forward to this episode our after series because we have uh, a hairdresser a qualified hairdresser who's going to be chatting with us today, or a hair technician, as she has put on her bio. Yes, and we do know her work, and it is incredible. And the reason why I am so excited is because I have no idea when it comes to hair. I think it is such an art to be able to do someone's hair, uh, from cut to colour, styling, I have no idea. All I know is that I have hair on my head that I really struggle to tame and I rely on my hairdresser to look after it. So today we have Jessica Martin joining us today. She's the owner of Hair by Jessica Lee and this is incredible. She started her hairdressing career when she was 15 years old and she just knew that hair was her thing. It's her creative outlet and she truly believes that it is an art form and I completely 100% agree with that. She wants every one of her clients that comes into her space to feel that they, that she's invested great time and effort into understanding the importance of working towards achieving their hair goals. Welcome, Jess. Thank you Thank so you. much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Because I will say that usually I only get to say a quick hi to Jess on the school run. That's the usually the extent yes. of it. Um, so this is really, really nice to be able to have a chat today, especially about, uh, you know, something of your expertise in our Ask a series. So today we are asking our hairdresser. Um, you know, I don't know a lot about the hairdressing industry. I do rely on it. I know that. Mm-hmm. So tell me a little bit about uh, what you do and how, you got into the hairdressing profession? Well, yes. Yeah, so as you mentioned, I did start when I was 15. Um, so I actually got into it um, through my school at the time. We used to do um, work experience. So we used to go out and um, basically find, well, I wanted to be a hairdresser. So I found a salon that would um, take me on for work experience. Um, that was during school hours. Um, So I started doing that um, and then obviously I was um, like really keen and invested in it and the owner at the time, she had said, 
um, you know, you work really hard and if you want to um, have an apprenticeship at the end of year 10, um, I'll give it to you. So I sort of started working there um, during year 10 in the afternoons and on weekends. Um, and then, yeah, she gave me my apprenticeship and it kind of went from there. So, yeah. Wow, fantastic. So, you know, it's, I'm not sure what, if it's um, a different process these days for getting into um, a hairdressing apprenticeship. Is that how they still? Well, yeah, you know? they actually sure. do now. Um, so when I started um, hairdressing, it was a compulsory four years that you had to complete to be a qualified hairdresser. Um, you're able to actually start um, hairdressing now um, through your schools. A lot of schools offer school-based apprenticeships, um, which is awesome. I think they kind of start that around year 11 now. Um, so you can actually get your first two years um, during, like while you're still going to school. So that's amazing. So, um, and a lot of it um, I think is competency-based now. So you don't have to do your full four years anymore. So there's that avenue to get into it. Um, but I would also suggest if there's mature age um, people out there that want to start their hairdressing um, career, it's just a matter of going into salons, honestly, and just um, showing how eager you are and enthusiastic to get into the industry. Um, and then salons can put you on and then you go through TAFE and do your certificate three um, in your hairdressing. So, and then you basically do um, your your prac obviously in salons and then also you have um, a lot of the time a TAFE teacher will come out and go through the theory-based component of um, hairdressing with you whilst you're in salon so to complete all of your theory and your modules that way. I love how there's those pathways for school leavers but also an at school option as well as you were talking about the you know mature age uh, students you know because hairdressing it, it's for um, people who maybe weren't doing it when they were younger or didn't have the opportunity then, that, you know, they can switch and become a mature age. There's nothing stopping yeah. from switching over to a hairdressing career now, especially if it's got that natural knack. I, I do think you've got to have that skill. I, I'll be clear, I'll be, I'd make a terrible hairdresser. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's never too late. It's never too late to become a hairdresser, that's for sure. If it's something that you're really, really interested in, there's always avenues that you can go down so if you're thinking oh no I can't get into it now um, I wouldn't be able to do it and there's a lot of salons that would um, take on mature age uh, apprentices as well because they have had that life experience and sometimes a lot of that um, is 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 more important um, to a salon because um, I think being able to relate to your clients is a really important part of hairdressing as well and um, yeah, sometimes you're not able to relate to people unless you've had that bit of life experience. So mature age apprentices usually are really, really great to have in salon. Yeah, they can really relate. I, I know, I'm sure they can with any um, at-home job stuff up. I'm a yeah. prime <laughs> example of that that they'd be able to relate to. Uh, <laughs> so what is the best thing, do you think, about being a hairdresser? Um, definitely uh, people's reactions to their new styles, like whether it be a new colour or um, like complete sort of makeover, like 
style cut. Um, I think you just never get sick of um, seeing people um, like really like what they see about themselves in the mirror afterwards. Like I think that's um, a really amazing part of my job that I get to see because we're all so critical of ourselves these days and you wouldn't think it makes a massive difference but just having somebody um you know come in for an hour or a couple of hours and you know have a cut or color and then for them to look at themselves in the mirror and and think they look beautiful that that part I I really love um and probably even more so um than than that is um because it's such a personalized service I find a lot of the time um, my clients that I have, um, you're, you're with them for, you know, the, a long period of time, sometimes doing their colours and you sort of get to know a person on a deeper level um, and, you, I don't know, you just, you're able to, to see the person really for who they are and, um, and then a lot of the time, like, my clients end up becoming my friends and, and that part is amazing. I think that's what, um, why I'm always um like love hair and love doing hair and, and that it's it's the people that I'm able to surround myself with every day um and yeah it's not just a job to me so yeah it's that, definitely. It's that human connection again isn't it yeah in this for sure profession like yeah. we were talking about last week's episode it's that human connection which is just so important yeah and definitely just going back to what you were saying about you know you the best bit is that thing the person's reaction to their new hair color, haircut, etc. I love those before and after pictures mm. that they put on social media. Yes. And even if it's not my hair, I still love seeing like what you were saying, like that it's like a makeover and makeover the hair. Yeah, definitely. It's wonderful to see and you, you can really see brings out the the art that is when the skill required by the, the hairdresser to be able to um you know present that to have that at the end it's, it's yeah definitely transformation yeah uh, for sure you know. yeah yeah and people put a lot of trust in you as a hairdresser to um you know to sort of for them to feel comfortable with what you're recommending um and you know trusting the process um and you know that can be scary for people and then when I think they sort of sit there and they do trust you, but they're still a little bit apprehensive and a bit nervous. But then when it all comes together and they look at themselves in the mirror and, you know, they like what they see and, and, and that it's, it's, um, it's just really satisfying as the hairdresser and, and that to, to be able to know that you've made that small little difference in, in their life at that time. So yeah, like you never, you never get sick of that feeling. And I'm sure you would agree as and you too, Emily, when you're leaving the hairdresser and you've just had that, you know, the head massage with all the shampoo, you know, it's fresh cut. Not that I get a fresh cut every time, but it's, it just feels better, looks better. You just, yeah. And then, you know, having great hair walking out of the salon, you, it does give you a little pick me up. You feel great. Yeah, you definitely. Out. Yeah, you do. You have a bit of a pep in your step when you leave. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I, I just love that. Part. you know if you if you need to pick me up visit your your hairdresser yeah definitely know, it, it, that human connection as well as you know a great haircut or or whatever it is that you're seeing them for that day it just makes you feel so much better about yourself 
yeah it really does yeah it's it, it's great I, I that that I really do enjoy that part of my job that's for sure so thinking about that the best thing mm-hmm. and I'm thinking when my head's gone wild with the worst things that would be about being a hairdresser because I've been watching a few TikToks and I follow a few hairdressers on yeah. there <laughs> and you know how they do their little um, skits, their, their story times and they play two characters of the Karen that comes in and, um, you know, and the little yes. stories they share and you think, <laughs> oh, wow, yeah. Uh, so what's the worst thing about being a hairdresser? Um, oh, I would definitely have to say... Um, unreal expectations um as far as clients go sometimes um you know it can be um somebody might want to come in with you know dark brown hair and you know they've they've looked at the tiktoks and the instagram and um (laughs) seen all of these um stories where somebody's gone from brown to platinum blonde in one session and um, they sort of come in and, and want that too. Um, and then it doesn't matter as like as much as you can explain the process behind that and how long it can take to achieve that. Um, sometimes people will agree with you and say, yep, yep, cool, that's fine, I understand. Um, and then, um, you know, they're, they're not, they walk out and they're not platinum blonde and I think then they're a little bit dissatisfied um, and it's just them not really comprehending the level of um, cautiousness and also skill that's involved in, in um, being able to safely colour somebody's hair. Um you know and not end up um like half of the um epic fails on on TikTok of 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 hair um services gone wrong so um yeah it's definitely that unreal expectation that some people can put on you and sometimes it's not even color it could just be um somebody you know just has a wash and wear um that's that's their styling um but then they bring you in a picture where clearly it's like a you know a, a magazine shoot and the hair's you know the hair's been blow waved and it's got product in it and you know it's sitting like you know so lovely and they and they want that look but then they don't um do anything with their hair so then they're a little bit disappointed like well um you know I I wanted I wanted it to look like this and it kind of, it doesn't look like that. So it's just those unreal expectations sometimes that can get you down. Um, And also the um, unreal expectations, um, I would say the unreal expectations even that I put on myself that I would love to be able to deliver a certain service for somebody and it to look a certain way um, for them but, again it's just trusting the process and you've sort of got to do a number of sessions to achieve that for somebody sometimes just as the hairdresser you just wish you could do more for them um, and you wish it could sort of look that bit better you know that that time around but again it's just um, having to um, trust yourself and know that you know you will get it um, and and um, that you know everything sort of takes time and when, when you're when you care about your job a lot you've got to do it the right way and you know nothing's ever um 
you sort of you can't rush you can't rush perfection <laughs> yeah and yeah. and it would be hard when you know clients have that expectation I'm, yeah guilty here too that you're a very good mother of hair so you know you can just magically do that black from, from black to, to platinum blonde when it's just not that easy and I've learned recently even getting red hair out of red color out of hair is very difficult and it has to be done over time oh absolutely <laughs> yes note to anybody listening red is a real the art <laughs> just so you know <laughs> I and I did not know but I am very well aware of it right now <laughs> yeah yes yes it, it took, it took ask Emily <laughs> Yeah, I was just going to say, we're, uh, we're going through this process at the moment, which kind yeah. of goes from red to sort of a bronze, but red yeah. was beautiful. I it was, it, it was, but it was, yeah. I think, because Emily and I went through that phase together. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and, and it was fun. It was fun. And this is, that is, you know, especially when I was blonde for so many years and then just had some fun and it all started, I'm blaming lockdown with COVID. That's what I'm blaming. And you probably came across a lot of clients that came back with box colours because I know my hairdresser yeah. um, did when I walked in and I'm like, yes, this is this is box colour. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I, I know this is, you know, um, not a question you're probably expecting, but is it true that it you it's better to know if your client has box colour on their hair? Oh, 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, don't ever feel um, embarrassed or, or anything like that. We're not, it's, we're not asking those questions um, to cast judgment. It's just, it's so we can make um, basically like a professional diagnosis of what we can do um, to help you um, in that situation. Because sometimes we as hairdressers, we don't know a lot of the time what's in the ingredients in those box colors and sometimes they can actually the the products that we're using um they can have a an unknown chemical reaction um mm -hmm. when you know when used together um so it's just knowledge is power all the time so don't ever feel embarrassed about um you know what you have used if you know we understand um sometimes it can be you know a, a budget issue sometimes it can be you know COVID and you can't get to a salon and things and sometimes those things happen but when you do go back to a salon um definitely it's something that um you should tell your stylist um what you have been using especially same with shampoos and conditioners it's really really important and a lot of the yeah Yeah, a lot of the time um, we can do um, like we can do like using detox shampoos. We can do a bit of a cleanse sort of the week before you come back in for your color service. That's just removing any buildup um, and sort of trying to cleanse the hair out as much as possible, just so we know exactly what's in the hair before we sort of start a, um, any any chemical services or anything like that. Because the last thing we want to do is. Um, have some unknown chemical reaction which can happen um you know easier than a lot of people think so yeah definitely um let your stylist know it's not coming to cast you know coming across to cast judgment by any means it's it's just having that knowledge um and and knowing what where we can go from there yeah because you'd be wanting your client to, to leave your salon 
feeling great about their hair and having that extra bit of confidence knowing that their their hair they're going to leave the salon looking great with great hair healthier exactly so yeah be honest with your hairdresser ladies for sure yeah and you know and it's important to is it what what sort of products no, it's all good. What sort of products should listeners be mindful of using? Like what, what should they be avoiding if they can? Um, so uh, it, it, it's good question, Em. It's just it's such a broad range of products. So for me to really sum it up, um, I know it, it sounds really, um, you know, what I, what I should say, but in all honesty and any, any supermarket brand, um, it's just usually they have to cut costs somewhere. So a lot of the time they're, they're adding um, certain ingredients that um, can leave a, a coating on the hair and then to the consumer, it makes their hair feel nice and soft. And, you know, we get it all the time. Oh, I use, you know, this, shampoo and conditioner from the supermarket my hair's never felt softer and and that may be true however it's actually not doing what it's supposed to do it's just leaving a coating on the hair which can make it feel nice and soft and silky however the problem then lies with when you come to the salon and you have your chemical service done those same products that are leaving the coating in the hair can have these chemical reactions. Um, So I would say avoid any types of um, supermarket shampoos, conditioners, especially um, when it's like your supermarket serums and things like that, because they're designed to make the hair feel soft and smooth. So if you could imagine a lot of the uh, products that they have to put into these um, serums to make your hair feel like that, um, you know, they, then they end up like, we, we see it all the time. We can do a, um, we can do a bit of a product buildup test, um, in salon. Um, and if you've ever seen one of those done, it's sort of a, we do a scraping with our scissors along the, um, along the hair. Um, and you basically get all of this buildup, um, coming on, like onto your, onto your the blade um and so if we never did that or like you're just not aware like your hair doesn't feel like it's got anything in it but it's it's what it's actually doing um like leaving and like coating on the hair that that's left there so um yeah I would probably just say in a very broad statement just anything that's um from your supermarket yep I'm feeling like him that I need to really look after my hair it's given me a bit of a kick up the butt yeah <laughs> <laughs> just the fact that you know hmm, I wonder how much build up I've I've got there <laughs> yeah yeah well we just like you 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 honestly wouldn't know like it, it and it does even when you're using um salon uh quality products like a lot of blondes um that would come in um because you know obviously we recommend uh, like a blonde shampoo and like they go home and then, you know, they don't see us for six or seven weeks and they're using their blonde shampoo and then their ends, they, you know, they're like, oh, I'm really, really, I'm quite getting quite purple on my ends. And that's just like an overtoning, but um, that is also um, a bit of product buildup. So, so, so that it can, it can happen just with your salon quality products as well. Um, so yeah, that, and, and, you know, we, we know how to correct that too, but yeah, having, having, 
um, product buildup is is something to be mindful of. Um, and then that that's why I think it's just education again, making sure that you you are asking these questions to your to your stylist. So. Um, you know the right way to look after your hair because we can do it we're, we're only with you for a couple of hours and then you essentially go away for six seven eight nine weeks and have to look after your own hair so it's really important to know um, how to do that so yeah I think we're all guilty of a few things there I've had purple hair once or twice yeah <laughs> easy to do easy and to think, do I'm starting to think and we need to uh, win lotto so that we can have our own how about we share a, a, a hairstylist that can just see us every week to make sure that our hair is looking good because I think that's the only way I'm going to ever be able to have nice hair all day every day <laughs> <laughs> oh me too count me in I want someone to do that <laughs> which brings me to do you do your own hair as a hairdresser or do you outsource that no I have to outsource it as well um gone are the days where I, I touch my own hair um, as an apprentice I used to do it all the time obviously um, and there were some real epic fails in there um, but no I'm blonde and blonde is um, just something you really don't kind of mess around with yourself it's just really really easy to um, especially when you're doing foils you can overlap the color and then you can get breakage and all those kinds of things so no I definitely outsource my um my hair I need I need somebody to do it for me for sure you've heard it right there from the expert <laughs> you need a qualified hairdresser to look after your hair definitely it's just so yep. important even the the qualified hairdresser has a qualified hairdresser to look after her hair. So, 100%. 100%. <laughs> I guess it's the same for me. I, you know, I can't cancel myself, so I have to outsource. Yeah. <laughs> same thing. Um, so <laughs> we've shared lots of giggles today, but I'm sure there's a funny story that you have, probably many. Can, is there any particular one that stands out Um that you could share that could give us a giggle. I mean, I, I watch them all day, every day on, and well, not all day, but I see them on TikTok, funny stories. And I'm like, wow. Uh, do you have any funny stories that you would, could share with us? Um, well, actually I, yeah, I had, um, when I was an apprentice and I would have only been sort of probably 15, 16. So I was at the start of my apprenticeship. Um, and obviously as you know, like you usually always start with the men's cuts, short back and sides, like to learn. Um, and I had this gentleman in and I, it must've been one of my very first haircuts I think I'd ever done. And I had the clippers and I grabbed the, um, like the clipper gauge attachment and I put it on thinking that I had clipped it properly and so he was like a number two sort of at the side. So um, if anybody doesn't know what a number two is, it's, it's short, but it's definitely not skin short. Um, so, yeah, we've got the clippers and then I, you put an attachment on and I put the attachment on thinking it was clipped on and I've done the big run up the back of his hair and the uh, clipper gauge attachment came off. So then it was just the, um, basically we call it no gauge. So it was literally just the razor. Um, and so I left a nice big gouge 
um, basically of um, like pretty much bald to scalp um, <laughs> hair up the back, like just a runway at the back of his hair. Um, so, and obviously the clipper attachment had fallen off and then I had to tell my boss, oh, no, um, now like it's it's super short at the back. It's like a runway strip. How do I fix it? So this poor gentleman ended up sort of, we had to blend it from like a no gauge, like zero all the way up. So he um, had a lot, he would have had a, a longer time in between appointments anyway after that one. <laughs> Oh, wow. It was, it was really short. <laughs> what was his initial reaction? Um, he was actually really cool about it. Um, and I think luckily enough, um, it was started at the back. So um, my boss at the time, she was sort of able to blend it pretty well. Um, and men's hair, because they do have short back and sides, it kind of kind of grows relatively quick. So he wasn't too worried. But um yeah, I was definitely um, sweating it big time um, that day. So now looking back, it's it's funny. But, yeah, I was definitely freaking out. Um, and also it actually happened to somebody on the panel. <laughs> I was doing Emily's hair um, one day in the salon. And... Oh gosh, I had a mini heart attack because I've just grabbed the colour, pulled it out, um, mixed it up, put it on her hair and it would have been, I was still applying to the root and I remember looking at the colour as it was sort of processing on the scalp and I thought, gee, this looks quite warm, this colour. And then I just had this like heart, sinking feeling and I've run back over to the bench and checked the tube and the wrong tube of color was put in the box um so then I've gone oh gosh um Emily we're gonna have to take you over to the basin I'm absolutely freaking out there was no hiding it I don't have a very good poker face and I had to rinse it off and um obviously I was like I've mixed the wrong color on your scalp on your scalp but anyway I was able to um correct it thank goodness I noticed uh not too far into the color or else we would have had some bright copper roots (laughs) wow yes yeah I didn't didn't hear about that one yeah yeah well (laughs) obviously Emily was one of those clients that was pretty chilled and Oh, well, it yeah. was a massive <laughs> to me. I nearly died. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, you were pretty, like, I was, yeah, I was feeling for you. I could definitely see the anxiety because I know how much, you know, you pride yourself on your work and you were mortified, but no, I forgave oh. you and you Yes. Oh gosh. Yeah, that was, um. so anyway, lesson learned there. Um, one thing I do a lot now is pull my colours out and check not only the box but the tube every single time I mix up a colour now. So very valuable lesson learned there. <laughs> That's it. You can always take something away from mistakes and, yeah, not that it was your yeah. mistake. wasn't yeah. you to put it in the box, but, yes. Definitely, definitely. Make sure that no one else has made a mistake too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, it was, yes, good lesson learned. But, yeah, funny, 
funny after the fact, not so funny when it's happening. <laughs> Definitely not. I can understand that. So it sounds like hairdressing, as wonderful as it is, you know, you meet great people, you you get to uh, work in it, you know, creatively and create some beautiful uh, hair. But it also comes with some stresses. And I know that, yeah. um, you know, you're working on your feet and, you know, long hours and it's, it can be constant. Um, and I know that there has been, I've heard hairdressers say, you know, it does get tiring on the joints, especially when you're, you're cutting and, and th- those sorts of things. It's, it's not just a, it's not a glamour, necessarily just, just glamorous. Not just no, glamour. No, definitely not. So taking into account that, yes, um, it has stresses as well being a hairdresser how do you find balance in your life what do you do to unwind and make sure that you're relaxed and ready for the next full day of clients yeah I've, uh, it's it's taken a really long time um, to sort of find that balance um, and it's definitely just all about um, setting boundaries and by that I mean um, especially with myself because it's it is only me on that one man band and and running my own gig um a lot of the time especially with social media these days um you're very accessible at all hours of the day so it a lot of people will contact you at random times obviously because we're all so busy as well somebody might sit down and um you know they they might think, oh, wow, I need a hair appointment, um, you know, and that could be 9.30, 10 p.m. at night. And they think, you know, well, I'll send a message out, you know, before I forget. Um, and then, you know, your phone goes off and, um, you know, people are sort of asking, you know, can I come in on this day? Um, do you have, um, you know, would you be able to fit me in at this time um, and things? And it's really, really hard, I think, um, for me. I found it really hard to say no and I'm a little bit of a people pleaser in that sense. But um, unfortunately, when you're like that, you can get burnout um, quite easily. Um, so for me, it's it's setting those boundaries and knowing that it's okay if you don't text back somebody straight away um, that, you know, if it's on the weekend, first thing Monday morning, you can get back to them um, regarding an appointment time. And also it's okay to say, oh, no, um, I'm taking that day off. That day's, um, you know, my, my day. I don't have the kids with me um, and I'm not going into salon, um, you know, and, and, and I think that um, it, it's, it's respecting yourself that way and that it's okay to say no. Um, so I found that, that that part really hard initially um, to say no to people. But, yeah, that's definitely been a really big thing for me um, to to learn um is no if it's not within my normal hours that I do um and you know to be able to give yourself that day off to sort of um just mentally recover because I find the mental burnouts even more so than the physical like standing on my feet all day I've sort of gotten used to that over the years that's not where I find myself so most exhausted it's more so um Uh, mental exhaustion a lot of the time because it is such a personalized service um so yeah I think in in any industry where where you're working kind of one-on-one or or, or with people all day it's really important to take that time off for yourself and and to just reset 
um, and get ready sort of for the week. I think we, we're all um, guilty of working too much and, and being too accessible to people. Yeah, and, and yeah. I, some really good points there, Jess. And with social media, there's that immediacy. There's, you know, we're always contactable mm. through social media and, and sometimes there can be that expectation for I've sent her a message. I've seen her, she's online. She just posted something, even though it might have been scheduled. I, I want an immediate response response and yeah. that realizing no these are my hours and sticking to them I can respond on Monday nothing's going to change till then and yes you know having people respect the hairdresser that they're the hours they work for, and the hairdresser also making sure they respect themselves and keeping to to those boundaries so yeah. that they don't get that burnout and saying no if it is a day that you've scheduled that you need for yourself particularly yeah. if it's you know it's a clear day with no children I can get some things done it's it's my time to reset then it's yeah. important not to you know oh but I really need it done by this day it's like yeah well that that's you know I would love to be able to help you however um, my next appointment available appointment is and yeah yes. it, it is difficult and when you, you're a people pleaser and you do want that and you're running your own business so you you do want to care for you and look after your clients but it's also about looking after yourself as well and I think we can all take something away from that and I think it's even for myself it's a fantastic reminder of saying no setting your boundaries sticking to your boundaries and looking after yourself so that you can provide the best care for your clients yeah absolutely a hundred percent So um, we did talk about, you know, earlier in the piece, how to get into hairdressing and you had some really good tips for there if people wanted to get into the industry and um, contacting local salons and there's school-based apprenticeships and so many um, pathways these days and options. Um, So if people want to uh, find you, where's the best way to see your work and and make make contact with you or an appointment? Yep. So I've got an Instagram page and that's probably my, um, that's where I'm most active on there. So I, I post, um, a lot of my work on there. So that's just, um, uh, at hair by Jessica Lee. Um, so that's Instagram. And then, um, I'm also, um, I've also got a Facebook page as well, um, but our physical address, we're just in at Sutton Street, just in Fountain Court Arcade, just in Redcliffe. Um, so I'm located um, in at Cliff Beauty Collective there. So, And I yeah. think that's just a beautiful spot. Yeah, no, it's lovely. Wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing your expertise with us today Jess because I I certainly needed a little bit more education I definitely needed some of those reminders about looking after my own hair as well as just looking after myself as uh, a businesswoman because you know when you are running your own business um, it's important to take care of yourself not just physically but definitely uh, mentally as well so that you can look after your clients as best as possible was there anything else you would like to uh, add oh I don't I don't think so I think it's yeah I I think it's all I don't think I've got anything else 
<laughs> I think I feel like I've just blurted everything out. <laughs> We've certainly covered a lot and I really appreciate you um, making the time to come and chat with uh, Em and I today. It was just wonderful to have you here and it's nice to actually have a chat rather than that walking past each other. Hi, bye. Have yeah. a great day. <laughs> yes, no, thank you for having me. I've, I've enjoyed it and hopefully, um, hopefully people can take things away from the conversation and and yeah I've learned a little bit so yeah I'm sure they will thank you so much and we will uh pop when we pop out this episode of the podcast up on our Instagram page we will definitely tag Jessica so that you can easily find her you're listening to Coffee Notes podcast thank you for joining us and we will see you next week